Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos. Or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. Craig. You're choosing to listen to this podcast. This podcast is not going to be as good as last week. This is my reminder here that it's not going to be as good. Okay, there we no, go. No, it's um, not. It's going to be crap compared to last week. Do you know what song that was, Jeff? I don't. Well, that's fine. I'll talk about it later. I won't I give it away yet. That. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is Podcast versus Everyone. I'm Craig Powers. With me is Jeff Neusser. We do not have Ken Parmar here this week. Dang it. Or John Andrzejczyk. Dang it. I know. Like People thought, hey, this, this podcast got an immediate upgrade. Yeah, or people just listened to the that one. <laughs> They're and like, the, I really some... like that, uh, that that Pomeroy guy and, and that, that basketball coach. He sounds smart. I don't know who these other two idiots are. Wait, oh, man, it's just those guys left? Shit. That's, that's who stayed? God. Got a raw Andrew, deal. Andrew, Andrew Sheck and and uh and Palmer would be a great podcast. Yeah, I, I listen to that. That'd be awesome. Like that's that's no shade on uh on Ken's, you know, other podcasts that he that he does or, or has done. Um but a a podcast with Pomeroy and an analytics minded coach, like a regular thing, would be super cool. Yeah. Like that'd be awesome. And they could just like you know the areas where they agree they could be like yeah yeah that makes sense and the areas where the coach is like no you don't get it coaching's different humans are different It'd be great so if, if for some reason you're listening to this episode and you have not listened to the last episode please go back and listen to the last episode yes. and then maybe go back and also listen to uh john the first episode we have with john andershek Yes. Um, definitely um two of my favorite episodes ever of this podcast uh probably my two favorite episodes yeah um so um yeah that was a huge episode we had last week we'll try to follow it up with our regular um banter um but it won't be uh it won't have be as cool and it won't have ken pomeroy tweeting about it afterwards nah, so. we're gonna we we already know that this is gonna be worse so you know we'll just you know ride we're with gonna that. power through we're going to, you know, we, we had low standards when we started this thing over a year ago and our standards are still low. Yeah. So. Even though we, ex- we burst through the stand, like we exceeded expectations beyond everything. Uh, now we're back to normal. We're back to, we don't care. <laughs> back to crap. Yeah. Back to the crap. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. But we do have kook stuff to talk about. We do. A whole one of our Cougs was drafted in the NFL draft. Yeah, that was a little surprising, right? Well, actually, I don't know that it was surprising that it was only one. It was just surprising which one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think particularly early in the draft draft process, um, it seemed like pretty much a guarantee that Gordon would be kind of a fifth, sixth, seventh round guy, Anthony Gordon, but uh, he went undrafted, and there was a – a few head scratching quarterbacks that were drafted in front of him. I was, I pretty much, I picked up following the draft probably about the sixth round. Uh, that's why I figured, okay, now, now I'll watch it. Um, so on Saturday I was watching it and I, 
you know, got, got that Des Patman hit. That's awesome. You know, um, awesome to see him get drafted. And, and, but the whole time you're, you're kind of the guy you were expecting to get drafted was Gordon. And, uh, it just never happened. And, uh, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you, you talk about these, um, uh, un, uh, these, uh, uh, these uh undrafted rookie signings they can kind of pick more where they want to go uh but still you know i think a big a big moment that a a kid kind of dreams of is hearing their name drafted and anthony gordon didn't get to hear that so that was a bummer um but he is going to the seahawks which is pretty fun very exciting for Uh, most of us yeah so it 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 it's funny you know because a lot of the people that listen to this are seahawks fans uh, just because a lot of the kugelums live in the northwest i'm sorry if you're not but uh but one thing that i think generally interests in the nfl and we'll talk about des too of course um but obviously gordon it's always the negative is more interesting but but anyway so uh i already saw people embrace embrace your inner sports radio (laughs) yeah embrace your sports radio yeah so um but yeah, so Gordon um, going to the Seahawks, uh, it's funny to me, and I'll I'll get your thoughts on it. But it's funny to me hearing, you know, people immediately go, "Well, he's not like Russell Wilson. Um, he's not uh, mobile. Um, he's not. Uh, can we say he's not black? And, <laughs> and and which is what they really want That's to say. Pretty much what they mean. Um, but but he's not like Russell Wilson. He, how can he be the backup? Um, what do you think about when people say something like that? Cause obviously Gordon isn't mobile. We know that we've seen him run like he's not. Yeah. Um, he's that he, you know, he, he is the very definition of a statue in the left pocket. <laughs> like yeah. he, I mean, he's not, he's got mobility within the pocket, he, but he, like he, he can move, but he's yeah, not, but, but he does, he does the whole like flat footed thing, which I'm sure in the NFL, yeah. they will not let him do, but but anyways, but uh, but yeah. So what what do you think about this as a Seahawk fan, as a as a as a football fan, um, the prospect of Anthony Gordon backing up Russell Wilson? Well, I know that you and I are on the same page in uh, believing now that Russell Wilson's mobility has been greatly overstated for a few years. Um, right. He's he's extremely elusive. There's right. no doubt about that, right? He's extremely good at avoiding all of the free rushers that come, you know, waltzing through the Seahawks offensive line. So um, he's definitely got that going for him. But in terms of, uh, you know, being an out-and-out runner anymore, I mean, he just doesn't do that anymore. You know, in the times when they run, like, I mean, I, this happened multiple times last year where they'd run, like, a read option type look and, you know, he'd keep it and, and maybe – you know, trying basically he's, he, he's left at this point, you know, maybe he can pick up some yards if he fools somebody, but he's not, he's not the guy that he was like three, four, even three or four years ago, let alone the guy he was, you know, seven years ago or eight years ago when he came into the league and that, and that's not a knock on him. That's just, you know, he's not a runner anymore. So it doesn't, I don't think it's weird that, you know, they are looking at a backup quarterback who's not a runner. I mean, they've done that. Austin Davis was their backup quarterback, you know, for a while he's not a runner. So um, I think in that offense, number one, you've got to be able to hand the ball off 
and I'm sure Anthony Gordon can do that. Um, but the other thing is, you know, the, the, and this is the thing that I, I mean, sort of really find, can he, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, maybe. I mean, I don't know. You know he's got to do it from under center. He didn't do it in college. Uh, um, which is another overstated yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently at this point. But, you know, the the other thing you really have to be able to do in the Seahawks offense is you have to be able to, you know, turn your back to the defense, play action pass, move the pocket just a tiny bit, and, and really be able to throw a deep ball. And, frankly, I, I don't know that we know that Anthony Gordon can do that. And and not yeah. I'm not saying he can't, but um, that's just not something we really saw this year because the offense isn't really designed to do that. We, we really haven't had – a quarterback utilize deep passes to the outside since Connor Halliday. And, you know, for all the yards that, that Gordon racked up, you know, the vast majority of them were over the middle of the field and that's not a knock. That's just a, this is what we saw. So, you know, perhaps the Seahawks saw something where they felt like, yeah, you know, he can make, you know, some of those deep throws, you know, down the seam, down the sideline with with some um, accuracy, because those are the throws that Russell Wilson really excels at. And nobody's Russell Wilson. But, um, you know, if, if you're looking for a guy who can reasonably replicate that, I, I don't know that you saw that out of Gordon in college, but that's not to say he can't do it. Well, yeah. And, and I think one thing that you said there is nobody's Russell Wilson. And I people um kind of are always trying to find this oh you got to have the backup that's just like the the starter when it's when it's a guy who has unique abilities which you know his elusiveness and whatever but like there's no one that's like Russell Wilson like you're not going to if you have another Russell Wilson he would not be your backup quarterback there's no way that would happen um I uh uh Brian Anderson in our in our Slack chat kind of pointed out that um in terms of kind of uh just uh this kind of houdini act like the only guy you can think of like even in the nfl is someone like gardner Minshew. like so yeah if you had gardner Minshew at the as the as the backup maybe you could see him making some some of the sort of crazy plays that russell wilson does just on maybe a lower you know a lower tier but no no offense Gardner but uh Russell's kind of a high tier quarterback <laughs> yeah. um and much uh, you know comparatively speaking bigger arm yeah know, bigger I mean, arm definitely and bigger fa- arm. definitely faster and, definitely you know, and even but, even at this point I think I think like 30 whatever year old Russell is faster than Gardner is probably, now, but, probably. but 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 I but anyways it, it's just uh, Gardner I mean Russell is a top five quarterback in the league like it, you're like no no team with a top five quarterback in the league has a good backup like that never like has or has that, a guy who can or has step or has, in a, has a guy who can whatever. step in and do exactly what that person is right. going to do like that's not you know that's not going to happen so the seahawks went for a guy that is productive and then a guy that uh, can make reads and a guy you know so it's like why not take a chance on on anthony gordon um a dude like is very clearly motivated. He's he's a competitor. Um, that's a big thing for Pete Carroll, obviously. Like um, Gordon went out and uh, uh, you know they they brought in two guys two years in a row, um, basically for him to compete with. He, you know he lost out to Gardner Minshew. Oh no, but like barely, and then went out and beat out a guy that they brought in again to start over him. And tore it up, uh, you know, setting Cougar records and Pac-12 records. But so I, 
you know, he's uh, apparently we've been told that his arm isn't as good as we thought. Like I thought, it, I thought he's got a hell of an arm, but um, I think maybe some of that comes from that there aren't deep balls in the offense. Like he, um, I will say a lot of uh, the Seahawks deep balls are like deep posts, so mm-hmm. they're they're not a lot of sideline balls. Uh, there are sidelines ones, but uh, when I think of those play action ones, they're often deep posts to. Uh, to Metcalf or, or uh, Tyler Tyler Lockett Tyler Lockett um, yeah yeah um, but uh, yeah I, I don't know I'm, it, again he's he's competing very much to be a backup this is not even this is not even close to the situation with Nick Foles um, and like where he was like a middling quarterback um, if, if like if for some reason Russ got hurt like Gordon would step in and then he would lose his job as soon as like, no matter how good he played, right? Like he would, he, if Russ came back, he would, he would take the job back. Cause so it's not like, like that. So it, but I, it, it, it didn't seem like Gordon obviously was not going to get that opportunity to, you know, be in a position where he could battle for a starting job. Um, cause there were a number of teams that could have taken him where that may have been a ch- opportunity. Um, and they went with other guys, uh, kind of traditional big strong dudes who have sub 60 percent completion percentages whatever um uh, but you know i i guess um i don't know what it was about gordon um no one wanted him enough to draft him but hell if he can uh if he can hang on and be a, a backup with the seahawks uh i'm I, I may be tempted into buying a gordon uh seahawks jersey <laughs> yeah i i don't know like um, the, the guy that I thought may have been a better fit and I know he was sort of wildly unproductive and he also went undrafted, but Khalil Tate seemed like a guy that might fit the bill. If you were looking for a Russell Wilson type facsimile, but, but, but what I'm thinking is with that, like how, like how, how much of, uh, Schottenheimer's offense is, is predicated on the quarterback running the ball. Like it's zero. not and and actually i wasn't thinking as much about him running the ball i was thinking more about the deep ball that he throws which is right was the most beautiful deep ball i've seen in college in the last three years right i mean he could just float it up and, and he throws it well, like russell flick wilson of the wrist does. 70 right. yards yeah. flick of the wrist 70 yards and he throws it like russell wilson does big rainbows that drop down vertically right. into the guy's right. hands so uh but i you know I, I read up a little bit you know khalil tate if you told me three years ago khalil tate was going to go undrafted i i, I might have smacked you yeah. um and so yeah like it's totally crazy but you know i read up a little on that you know there were some issues there obviously uh injuries and then maybe some uh, people speculating about sort of uh, maybe what's between the ears also. Uh, And so, you know, maybe there were some issues there, but at any rate, super happy for Gordon uh, that he's there major bummed out. He didn't get drafted. Um, I think he deserved it. Sometimes I wonder what, uh, what GMs are looking at and what they're thinking about um, and what they, you know, what they value. Um, it just seems very strange. I know Anthony Gordon is unorthodox, um, you know, and he's only started for one year and he started in a system that, you know, everybody produces in. Right. And so, you know, there's still, there still gets to be this system quarterback discount that a lot of GMs are pre-programmed for, 
you know, and it doesn't matter that Gardner Minshew did it well, you know, they could talk themselves into Gardner Minshew won everywhere he went and he was, you know, productive and, 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 and it's like, you know, Anthony Gordon fifth year. I mean, how good can he really be if it took him until his fifth year to start? And uh, anyway, it's just, I, I, you know, I, I guarantee that he will be, I, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't guarantee it, but I, I have a firm belief that he will be in or around the NFL a lot longer um, than some of the other guys who were drafted in the late rounds. And maybe that's a matter of, you know, he makes a roster for a couple of years, hangs around a practice squad for a couple of years, whatever. But um, it's going to be proven that some of those guys that were taking in the later rounds simply cannot play. And, you know, it's, it's, again, you're going to end up wondering, <laughs> you know, what, what were they looking at? But, um, you know, I, I, I'm not sure how you throw away the productivity that Gordon had as, as you know, a fluke of of some variety because he was so, so very good. Maybe people are worried about the interceptions, but I mean, come on, man. One year starter. You imagine that those things are going to going to go down a little bit. Maybe look at first year starter throwing for, you know, damn near 6,000 yards. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. And honestly, like, um, like as a fan i love the dude and i wanted and and we always want um as a fan we want these players to have that moment and it it sucks that he didn't but um i have no doubt that he'll work his tail off to make the best of whatever opportunity gets um you know it's a bummer you know mini camp and stuff like that i think that hurt a guy like him i think he could have spent some more time with teams and uh maybe uh convince them a little more um but um that didn't work out but um, one thing on Tate, um, cause you mentioned him, um, if he had, uh, I think if he, if he had red shirted, uh, the, I mean, I was thinking like, say he red shirts and then he has maybe that 20, let's see. So he red shirt 2016, he comes in 2017, still lights the world on fire. Um, I guess he wouldn't be able to leave at the same time. He'd still have to wait to leave. So it wouldn't have changed, but I I don't know. It's just like, it's crazy. Like if he, if Tate, it's kind of like people with Trevor Lawrence, if he, if he would have left last year, it'd be the number one draft pick. I mean, he's still kind of on track for that, but if Tate could have left after 27, his sophomore year, like he would have been a first round top 10 draft pick. Like it's crazy. Like he, he was so good. Like he, he was just one of the best college players I've ever seen for like, for like whatever, eight games, whatever it was like. Um, and it, it was amazing to watch and horrible to like really terrible to watch against WSU. Yeah, like, why to... did he have to be good in that little span when he played us? Like, <laughs> right. why couldn't he have been good some other time? But yeah, he definitely threw some deep balls in that game. And, and but yeah. Anyways, let's talk about Dez, man. He yeah. drafted by the Colts. Yeah. Um, who have been running their organization pretty solidly uh, recently. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's one of those things where uh, you can tell the draft analysts will just like they'll they'll decide like certain organizations are, know what they're doing before the draft and then whatever they do is perfect like it's they're like the Colts again they they did it again they they did it again so um they drafted Dez they drafted a a, a few wide receivers um they're definitely looking to kind of revamp their offense they have a great offensive line um so who uh whoever's throwing the ball to Dez will will uh um you know, 
be not uh, sacked very much. Uh, so we'll give it, get it out. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, what do you think Dez's chances are there with the? You know, he's got the uh, physical tools we know. Um, but what what about um, can he hack it in the uh, in the NFL? Well, I think what you always want for you know for a receiver you know because five or six of those guys are going to make the roster is you know you want um an opportunity where maybe there's not a a clear cut you know two or three guys on the roster um so that you're battling you know as many guys as possible for as many spots as possible and so right. um you know going to a roster like the Colts is is a pretty good situation because uh you know number 1 They've got really just one receiver, basically, uh, who's any good, and that's T.Y. Hilton. And so you, you've got that, and he is, you know, oft injured anyway. So, yeah. Um, so there's kind of that going for him. And then, you know, obviously they drafted some guys. They drafted Michael Pittman, who's, you know, was a monster at USC. So, Absolutely. so you know, obviously he's going to make the roster. But, you know, after that, you, you really got a whole bunch of young guys, um, you know, and a bunch of guys who got some shots last year. Um, I should know a couple of them, you know, made their way through my fantasy football team. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, and they frankly, you know, weren't that good. So he's really got every opportunity to, to make that roster. And, you know, like a lot of guys, um, you know, he's going to have to prove, you know, those back end of the roster uh, wide receivers going to have to play special teams. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I cannot say this with 100 percent certainty because I didn't pay attention that much. But um, I'm I'm fairly certain he played a pretty significant amount of special teams. At I, I, yeah, I was going to say that. I'm, yeah, I'm not did. positive. Yeah, I, no, I, can't... I, I definitely have seen him out there. OK, I was going to say I, mean, I, I it... wouldn't I wouldn't bet my house on it, but I'm but I'm fairly certain just because. You know, we have had we had a tendency under Leach to play right. uh, pretty significant players on on special teams and particularly wide receivers who were rotating anyway. So, yeah. you know, big body. Obviously, they uh, they were intrigued uh, on some level about his his physical tools. Felt like maybe he could be. I, I would guess. Felt like maybe with those physical tools, he could be a, a reasonably effective special teams player. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think he's got as good a shot, you know, to make that roster. Um, you know, as he could, got a veteran quarterback now yeah, in Philip Rivers, Rivers, so there, so that yeah. part's nice. That that's actually, I think, you know, helpful. And um, yeah, I just, you know, I I I would love for him. I, I think we we sort of drooled over his potential for, you know, for five years. You know, pretty much since the time he was signed. And you know, there were flashes, there were moments. Uh, his you know his first half of 2018 was, you know, on a on a uh, on a rate based you know, standard where you look at things like, you know, yards per target and catch rate and things like, like that. His first half of 2018 with Minshew was, was really about as good as anybody in the country, to be honest. Yeah. And then he had he a kinda, few games where he was just yeah you know, dominant and just catching everything and, um, and being thrown to a lot. And then, uh, and then kind of had, you know, kind of a down second half of the year. And then, you know, this year, Anthony Gordon, um, you know, like a lot of his predecessors, you know, really, you know, worked the middle a lot. And and then Dez also, you know, there were times when he didn't really, you know, do himself any favors. He had some, you know, some bad drops that, you know, turned into interceptions. I think he had two different drops that turned into interceptions. Yeah, and I think he also crazy. had a fumble in there at one yeah. point. And so anyway, it's, 
you know, he was sort of, um, you know, a little bit of an enigma from a, from a performance standpoint. You always felt like he should have been able to do more with those physical tools. And maybe that wasn't fair. You know, that, that, you know, may have been an entirely unfair thing. Well, uh, I think that's, so. that's, that's some, when I, re- I kept reading the, you know, the draft evaluations is that he's, he's big, he's big, but he doesn't use his body the way you would hope. And so he was, he wasn't as physical, uh, didn't win the 50, 50 balls. Now against Gardner, I mean, with Gardner, um, he threw that back shoulder that Des loves a lot, mm-hmm. and 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 Falk threw that back shoulder for Des too. Like although Des was younger uh, with Falk, so he didn't get as much time. But um, but uh, I, Gordon didn't throw that ball nearly as much. And, no. And, and, um, and I, I maybe there was just kind of a a mismatch of uh, uh, and obviously. Uh, he was splitting time with Aesop Winston, who uh, was a college team, a community college teammate of, of Anthony Gordon, and and so maybe you know there was a, a little bit more of a, a tendency to throw the stuff that Winston likes when you're looking that way, um, and and not as much stuff that Des likes. But you know uh, that's just uh, speculation. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like he's uh, he is a monster and I, I I would love to see him like I you could see him you know being a productive wide receiver in the NFL just based on like you said the like the stretches he's had um as a coog um and just that you know I love that picture that we use um and we have it on our uh, uh our, our post on coog center about um of uh about does getting drafted is um that stiff arm of the uh, of, against Colorado in, in uh, Gardner's uh, year, and when he basically stiff armed a guy for thirty yards down the field, and so that that was kind of like like shows perfectly his uh, his strength as a wide receiver, his physical ability, and so it's just you, you hope that he can turn that into uh, to NFL success because it's it's always fun to watch these guys in the NFL, um, but yeah yeah like you said he's got a chance um, yeah like you said NFL like a veteran quarterback uh, that means you're probably going to get some good balls and, and like you're going to have a guy that's reading that if you're open he's going to throw it to you um, uh, Rivers is not he's not going to be um, you know locking in on one guy anything like that um, obviously he's getting up in age but he's still been productive so um, hopefully that that helps Des um, if he can if he's open he'll get the ball um, yeah uh, we got a couple other guys uh, signing. Um, got uh, the aforementioned Aesop Winston uh, signing with the Rams. They, why do your favorites always got to end up in the uh, in the division? <laughs> right. Uh, so I hope Aesop, he makes that roster. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on. Um, yeah, so he he can play with Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah. um, the uh, so um, Aesop is interesting. Uh, he he was like kind of famously not that fast but made plays that made him that looked pretty fast. you know we always think back to the utah uh 89 yard game-winning touchdown and where he just outrun ran utah safety uh after juking him and and it's uh but his 40 times were like four eight but uh him and brandon arcanado um you know uh trained with the same people that 
that trained uh, John Ross uh, when he beat the uh, the combine record for the 40 time. And he got his uh, 40 time down. I think it was like 442 uh, is what they said, uh, which is pretty damn fast. Um, uh, well, it's certainly fast enough. Like, like that's the big thing with receivers, right? You need to be fast enough you know, to do stuff, to do things. And that's certainly, I think you need at least enough. a four, probably a four. Cause I think, I don't know. I, it seems like Winston projects to an inside guy in the NFL just because of his height. Um, and, and his ability to get off the line in tight spaces. I, he just feels like an inside guy in the NFL to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I think a four or five, if you're going to be an outside guy at that size, you've got to be a special athlete. Yeah, you got to be like Golden Tate level athletic ability, right. like. Yep. Um, but yeah, so but he but yeah, if he can if he can run a four five, uh, you know, sub four five, and we know he has a like a killer first step, and we know he has uh, you know glue like stick him on his hands, and like he does not drop balls, and um, yeah, if he if he can if he can find his way into there, um. Obviously, they have they have a couple guys at the top, but the, after that, uh, the, like it's like with the Colts, they they don't have a lot of other um, guys that are stick that you would expect to stick around. So, um, I think that's a good spot for him. Um, again, a guy that has just had so many reps and 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 such a chance to prove himself more than most guys that come out of college. Like he he probably caught more balls and more touchdowns, had had more targets in two years than. Um, any like four-year wide receiver would have and so you would hope that 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 helps him out when he when he goes to there and 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 the fact that he's in a more kind of open spread you know offense that definitely has some married principles i I think i think it uh i think it's you know pretty good spot yeah and maybe he can you know show something again special teams you know maybe he can show something as a as a returner particularly maybe a punt returner that seems like something that would suit Suit his skill set, um, you know, and, and again, you look at the Rams, you know, they, they have, uh, obviously you mentioned Cooper Cup. Uh, Robert Woods is, is another guy. But then after that, you know, I mean, Josh Reynolds, again, is a guy who I'm familiar with from fantasy football, but not that great. Um, and then, Welcome to you know, Jeff, got, Jeff bitching about his fantasy team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to hear about your fantasy football team, Nooser. Um but, you know, they had Brandon Cooks. He's not there anymore. So, yeah, I mean, you know, opportunities, opportunities for sure there for, for a guy like that. And, uh, you know, I hope I, I hope he I hope he absolutely kills it, man. That guy that guy deserves it. Um, the only thing that I'm left wondering is, is how like how it's even possible that someone could shave that much time off their 40. Um, all that does is make me think like something was wrong with them before. Well, yeah, and I don't. Did you read the article that Theo wrote? Um, it's so basically they, uh, they, I, they, him and Arcanado went to the same people, and apparently Arcanado uh, just had no idea how to run. They said, which is funny. You think back to Jesus Montero with, uh, with the Mariners, uh, uh, but it, it's so Arcanado <laughs> yeah, looking like he's stomping the ground while he's running to first base. Yeah, that's what I, that's so Arcanado got down to like a four six or a four high four five or something as well. Um, it, you do wonder too. It's like they're training him to run the forty yard dash, yes, which is different than running on a football field. But also, yes. you can see like Winston, even though he ran a shitty four yard dash before, he was 
he was definitely fast on the football field. Like he would torch dudes and like be wide open down the field for a touchdown. Like, you know, I right. think back to the Houston game and they had some pretty fast corners and he's wide open for a 50 yard touchdown. Like, and, and he the Utah and, and other plenty of other times when he just torched dudes because like, he's just, he just knows how to get open and Arcanado is the same way. I kind of halfway expected him to land somewhere just because, uh, it, there there's this kind of unique position and of of air raid air raid, former air raid uh receivers that are that don't look like um nfl guys that find their way um and arcanado definitely like showed he knows what he's doing last year and and um so hopefully i mean he i mean it's not over he could still find yeah. his way somewhere he would definitely be a prime guy who would end up in a mini camp except yeah. there are no mini camps are, yeah that's what that's what sucks <laughs> this year um, you know he might end guys. up in a mini camp and get someone's attention and be invited back you know to training camp in the fall uh but you know since there is no uh there are no mini camps uh yeah so yeah hopefully you know hopefully yeah, still i think gets marcus an strong would be another guy that probably would have got a mini yeah. camp invite yep so hopefully they'll get invites, uh, you know, when July rolls around and, you know, camps open back up and, you know, presuming that happens. I, I don't know that any of us knows what's going to happen. Shout out to PJ. So, um, you know, I think we'll just, uh, you know, cross our fingers and, and hope that guy gets a shot. I'd, I'd love to see him, you know, get a shot. And, That'd be a hell of a story. You know, and sometimes people, you know, I, mean, I saw a lot of, I don't know, I, I saw a lot of, tweets about how you know Arcanado was so good and so productive and how could he not get drafted and uh you know he's gonna make a camp and surprise somebody and I'm like I I don't know I mean I think sometimes I I, see working at a high school I hear that kind of stuff too like oh that guy could totally play the Pac-12 and I'm like you have no like your your calibration is so off in terms of what it takes to make it at that level um, you know, and when you see a person who's truly, truly a, you know, elite athlete at that, at a, at a level, right. And you're like, oh yeah, that's different. So, so that's the kind of thing that arcanado has got working against him. Like for example, a guy who made the Seahawks roster last year, who, um, you know, who was kind of, didn't really play a whole lot, you know, was kind of active and inactive and on and off the practice squad was John Ursua. And and that's a guy who's I mean, if we're just talking physical measurables, you know, is, is better than Arcanado's in every way. And he was a more productive college receiver at Hawaii. Right. So um, and yet, you know, this is a guy who was, you know, I think he was a seventh round pick and, uh, you know, had a, had a really tough time, you know, breaking in. It's just really tough if you're not a special athlete in some way. And and, you know, maybe Arcanado can make it happen. I wouldn't put it past him, given what given what he did. But I mean, look, a year ago, we were laughing at the at the possibility that he could be a, a starting wide receiver in the fall. Right. So, yeah. We thought we were just like totally like, screwed. Oh, ha, 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 yeah. Brandon Arcanado is so great. Sure. Whatever. I've been hearing that for three years. Then well, he turned out he was essential. <laughs> it turned out we looked like idiots. So, yeah, you know, it's not the first um, time. But, yeah, it's um, – yeah, uh, you know, I, I hope he gets a chance. Um, and then um, I, I – yeah, Aesop's just one of those guys that was fun as hell to watch. And, and it would be great to keep seeing him play because he's just, you know, got something about him that's just a, a blast to watch. And um, but Yeah, and then, of course, uh, we got to mention um, – uh uh sorry sorry for fred malgoa um who uh got a uh 
or unsigned uh, or undrafted contract with the uh, Carolina Panthers. Um, so uh, that's good to see. Obviously, he's been a, a steady presence on the offensive line for a long time with three different quarterbacks. So um, it's cool to see him uh, get a chance as well. And, you know, he's a guy who really got better every year um, and, you know, started playing really, really young. And, you know, early on, it was kind of like, ah, is he big enough? You know, is he is he strong enough? I mean, there there were, you know, a couple of years there where um, he would I, I won't say regularly, but um, too often got sort of bulldozed right into the backfield uh, if he got singled up against somebody. And, you know, we got to this senior year and I, I don't know about you, but I don't think I recall that happening ever this year um at least blatantly yeah. just him getting run over into the backfield you know getting out leveraged and 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 whatnot so um so good for him man i again another great story kid from samoa uh you know comes to pullman you know spends all those years in pullman and now he's heading all the way out to the east coast to, to be in carolina to be in uh, charlotte north carolina and uh, you know, certainly a, a very cool thing for him and uh, well-deserved. He's uh, a guy who got better every year, you know, and you love seeing guys like that, you know, particularly a guy who's, uh, you know, who's so quiet and, and unassuming, but um, really turned out to be the rock of the offensive line. And uh, yeah, you know, good for him. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it, it's interesting. Um, uh, Jeff in his post shared a tweet that, said uh, 31% of NFL rosters were um, undrafted free agents. Of course, that's kind of a numbers thing. Uh, um, it, it'd be interesting to see, like, snaps played and stuff like that, too. Yeah. Um, but but uh, but still, you know, that, that just shows that they're, you know, these guys make rosters pretty regularly. Like, it, this, is a, this is a way that teams acquire talent. Uh, um, um, uh, you know, we think about the wide receivers, uh, we, one of the Seahawks best wide receivers in their history, Doug Baldwin was an undrafted free agent. So, um, yeah, there are definitely positions I, you know, uh, it, it, it seems weird in this day that a, a quarterback would go undrafted and, and yeah, it just seems like they've gotten better at better analyzing that, but uh, it, so I, uh, you know, I hope that works out, but it, it, it's, you know, uh, well, I'll get, I'll talk about, you know, just one, one guy drafted this year. Um, uh, that's kind of like, you know, I don't know what that says about the program where you, you got one six round pick, uh, where you got like other PAC 12 programs that, you know, have multiple, you know, half a dozen picks or whatever throughout the thing. And, and, uh, a bunch of other guys that are kind of on the radar and, and uh it, it the only team that didn't have a pick is Arizona um it was kind of surprising but um uh, but yeah is you think uh the uh the kind of just just having one six round pick out of out of the whole roster is that is that any indication of of uh of being worried about this the health of the program yeah i mean i you know i don't think this is any you know big uh surprise or revelation based off the things we've talked about right right um i mean it's you know we were you know we were worried all season watching that season unfold that the that the talent level is is dropping 
and and worried that recruiting was not there. And I know, you know people love to, you know, be like, oh, stars don't matter. Look at this no star guy who was drafted in the first round. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, look, you know, 50 percent of all kids who were rated five stars got drafted. So. You know what I mean? It's like, no, yeah, it, it does 50% matter. 50% of kids that were rated five stars <laughs> right? get drafted. Go look up at how the the rest of the population of high school football players gets drafted. Right. Like, it, stars are fairly predictive. It's not, it's not just, it's not nothing. It's extremely predictive. Just because there are guys who don't make it doesn't mean it's not predictive, right? So... Um, yeah, I mean, I do think this is indicative of the, of the overall talent level on the team. I, you know, it's, I don't think you can really argue with that. Uh, you know, you look at a, at a program like Hawaii, well, you know, or Hawaii, Utah, sorry, <laughs> got Hawaii on the brain. Uh, you know, a program like Utah, you know, they've got guys, you know, five, six, seven guys drafted year after year after year right now, you know, they've kind of passed us in yep. the pac 12. So, um, yeah, you know, and and I don't Particularly know Particularly the big guys too. They got yeah. they a lot of big guys drafted. Yep. So and and the other thing is, you know, I don't know when you look at this roster if you see uh that changing in the near future. I mean, I think everybody assumes, you know, whenever Max Borgie comes out, he's going to be a draft pick, but Abe Lucas. And... Yeah, Abe Lucas probably will be. But, you know, I mean, as I look at the I mean, maybe uh, you know, maybe Travell Harris is a guy who could a return um, possibility. Of pit, yeah. Return possibilities. And just, you know, as an inside receiver, depending mm-hmm. on how he develops, uh, you know, if Tay Martin has a big year, I could see that, mm-hmm. um, that yeah. happening on offense. Um, you know, if, you know, maybe Liam Ryan moves back inside, you know, yeah. there's maybe a chance there. Um, you know, so I mean, I mean, these things are all, all possible. You look at the defense, you go, uh, you know, and, and maybe we should include Jalen Thompson in this. Because as a supplemental pick, he's that's technically I know yeah, that he, he played last he, year, but that he means he would have been a mid round draft pick. Right. Sure. And that means that a team gave up a pick in this draft to draft him. So so maybe we should include him and, and that's fine. But I mean again, you you know, you look at the look at the defense and go, I don't know, man, are any of those guys getting drafted? I mean, I I don't know. Uh, not I can't think of anybody off the top of my head on the defense that I'm like, Yeah, that guy's getting drafted. Yeah, right. So uh, it's, yeah, I, I do think it's indicative of where the program's at. I mean, this is a team that went six and six in the regular season last year and, you know, couldn't figure out a way to, to outscore, uh, air force. So, I mean, yeah, not, not a, not a shock that only one guy was drafted. I think, I think my sort of ceiling was two. I, I kind of mm-hmm. thought, well, maybe we'll get two. Uh, and to, to have it, you know, kind of turn out that way, I think is, is more of a, uh, uh, of an affirmation of, of a little bit of the worry we've got. And, and again, maybe, maybe a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, of a signal that, you know, a change was in order and, you know, may end up being a good thing at the coach. Yeah. Well, coach. um, actually now, uh, if we're going to talk recruiting, I think we, it, we weren't, we weren't playing on this, but I think we need to talk about it. Um, I, let's, uh, well, we'll talk about the fact that WC does not have a single recruit signed <laughs> yet. Sure. Uh, but let's let's take a break, and then maybe we'll talk about our beers, and then we'll talk about recruiting. Cool. And we're back. All right, Jeff. Uh, we both got big boys tonight. I know we do. Um, what what are you drinking? I 
am having uh, a Black Mirror by Deschutes. Um, and and I gotta say, I gotta I gotta brag on myself for just a second. Okay, so you you have been drinking uh, for the last couple of weeks. You've been drinking beers out of your cellar that yep. are like five and six years old, right? Right. And um, you know me. You know that I don't have the patience for that. That I don't have the patience to cellar my beers for years and years. So I or want to space. let you know. Uh, yeah, I I want to <laughs> let. Yeah, I mean, I could make space if I needed to. I, mean, I could. Make don't don't go down that road, my man. Don't go. Down I have a garage. I mean, yeah. You know, don't whatever. do. Well, that's not a. It's not a great cellar in space. A garage. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's wanna, pretty. If you want to temp cool, temp control it and keep it's it, true. you know. But it's anyways, true. yeah. Just don't go down that road. Basically, is what I'm saying. Just don't do. Well, that. okay. So I won't go down that road. But I will tell you that I have had this bottle of Black Mirror for a year, and so that you should be proud good. of me. Should be proud of me I, for letting it sit there. I feel there like I remember me. when you bought it, you sent a picture because I don't think I've had that one. They I, had it at I Costco. I don't. And so a lot think of times that... when I'm if I'm at Costco and they're selling some of the, you know, they they a lot of times they get the big Deschutes beers there, and yeah, so they I'll, do. you know I'll grab one and um, yeah, it's it's okay, um, and it's that's not a uh, that's more of a personal preference thing on it. Um, really heavy black licorice flavor to it. Um, and I'm uh, not a big fan of black licorice. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the on the bottle, it says toffee and fruit, and and I'm like, eh, it mostly tastes like black licorice to me. So, um, but it's okay. You know, I'm, I'm liking it more as it's warming up. Uh, the flavors, you know, a little more mellow. Uh, it's mellowing out a little bit as it gets warmer. Uh, probably mellowing out a little bit as I get deeper into it too. So, um, nice. but yeah, I mean, I'm not disappointed. I'm again, it's, I'm mostly just proud of myself. It's described as a black barley wine, which is, uh, it's like, is that not a stout? I'm kind of confused, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. tomato, but, tomato, but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. If they, if they're, if they, if they brew it in, it has those like toffee characteristics and yeah, sure. It's, it's barley wine. Um, I, I've actually never had that beer. So, um, I've kind of, uh, past the point where I seek out any sort of uh, um, new like Deschutes barrel aged beers, just because I've you know moved on to other breweries barrel aged sure. beers. Um, but as you may have noticed, I've been drinking a lot of my old Deschutes uh, barrel aged beers, and that's been yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, but I also I got I got one from deep deep in the cellar tonight. Um, it is uh, so I don't know if you know what. You didn't know what song I sang at the top, uh, but that was a parody of Tool's Parabola. Ah, um, there we go. So uh, what I'm drinking tonight is 2015 Parabola from Firestone. Um, my thinking was um, a parabola is, of course, a U-shaped shape with a peak at the top, and then you uh, find yourself cascading towards the bottom. Um, we have hit our peak last week, um, having uh, Ken Palm um, on the podcast, and we are now headed down downhill. Um, nothing is going to be as good as that. So um, that was my thinking with the song and with the spear. Um, this is a, a barrel aged imperial stout, um, definitely uh, kind of in the kind of OG style, like where. Uh, you, when you get a lot of barrel aged stouts now, like they're going for like this kind of brownie batter, um, fudgy taste. And, uh, even though this has the ABV that you would expect from those things, 14%, it 
it still is is kind of like sort of uh lighter and 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 um yeah more barrel focused even even though it's five years old um it it's very good it, it reminds me of uh a lot of uh, uh barrel aged stouts of when i first got into barrel aged stouts um i i i had been buying it probably every year i, I until they um there was one year they so Firestone Walker was purchased by Duval Morgat, um, and then Duval Morgat also owns Boulevard Brewing in Kansas City. And there was one year, I think it was 2017 or 2018, uh, they they actually uh, Firestone didn't have the capacity to brew and barrel Parabola in their own facility, and so they did it at Boulevard. So the Firestone Walker people didn't even make the beer. <laughs> Uh, they just basically used a recipe and, and threw it in boulevards, barrels, and whatever. And it just was definitely different that year. Um, and I've kind of been soured on it since then. Uh, but the vintage ones are fantastic. The spear is so on point. Um, I, I'm glad I opened it up. Um, uh, and, yeah, like, you know, uh, just like us with having the podcast last year, it was pretty much all downhill from there for firestone walker as well um uh, still yeah. very good brewery but um uh, maybe maybe not the not as uh elite as they once were uh but yeah, always so, happens when you sell out always happens well if you're gonna sell out selling out to like a belgian brewery like duval Morgat wasn't as bad because they they respect like the the barrel aging programs and stuff that they have and, and they kind of let them play a lot more um they probably saw it as like you know that it was good they could make parabola at you know boulevard they wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise they would have just because sometimes they skip years on some of their beers like one year they their barrel aged barley wine sukaba uh they skipped a year um and brewed a different beer and people were pretty mad <laughs> and so they brought it back the next year so they probably would have had to do that with parabola probably would have been better off honestly for them to take it away for a year and then people probably would, would have been like yeah, Parabola's back the next year and would have been crazy for it. But um, this is still back when Firestone, uh, all their barrel-age series, they, they put in these boxes. Um, this is still when they were 22-ounce beers. Um, all the Firestone Walker now are in 12-ounce bottles. and It's still inside the little boxes. Um, but, uh, but they're 12-ounce bottles. So if you get a Firestone Walker one, which I think was a smart move on their part because it's basically half the financial commitment to to buy it so, and try it out. Um, instead yeah. of spending 20, 20 bucks, you're spending 10 bucks. And that's for a lot of people, even me, like, you know, um, if I, 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 I still buy like the barley wine, the Sacaba and stuff, but I probably wouldn't if it was 20 bucks, but it's 10 bucks. So I buy, I buy one. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Firestone Walker cheers, uh, definitely one of the breweries that got me into a lot of different styles. And so uh, respect for them. Same with the shoots, of course, um, so I, I think we're cheersing to some to some older OG breweries tonight. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, since everyone hates the beer talk, maybe we should stop with that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's for I, us anyway. I kind of had this idea just because uh, we were bringing it up. But um, you know, uh, uh, WSU hasn't signed a recruit um, this. Uh, <sighs> this or i mean it hasn't gotten a commit from recruit i'm sorry of course they haven't yeah. signed a recruit that would not be allowed yeah, um that would they, be they, illegal they, yeah they they uh illegal illegal they would yeah. be arrested if yeah. they tried they would be arrested no yeah um 
but they, they haven't signed a recruit uh, for 2021 or signed. I said it again. They haven't had a commit. <laughs> I've had a 14%. Come on, guess. Craig. You also were um, drinking other beers too. I saw that. I, I was, I was, uh, sharing, uh, but yeah, they, 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 they don't have a commit for 2021, um, yes. which, and they're one of two, uh, Theo Lawson pointed out, they're one of two, uh, power, power five programs that don't have commits for 2021. So that's not a, it's not a company. That's you not be good. In. No. Um, and obviously WC has multiple things working against him that it's a changing coaching staff. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I know you have some thoughts. So like, uh, like why is this happening and, and why is it bad? <laughs> well, I will say this. I, I don't think it's entirely alarming that they don't have any. Um, I mean, I would have to go back and look and, and maybe I should do that. And I, I've, by the way, full disclosure, I've not read Theo's story yet. On yeah, I haven't either. Brandon Huffman. So maybe he addresses this in there, but, um, you know, it seems like at this time of year, we maybe have one or two. And sometimes it's like, you know, a quarterback that we got nice and early or, or something like that. And one that um, eventually decommits. Yeah. One that's, you know, Ian book and decommits or whatever. So, you know, I, 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 I'm not overly concerned with the, the mere fact that we don't have any, like that, that does like that fact doesn't like make me go, Oh my God, we don't have one. You know I mean? I, it, it's not like that. However, um, you know, I think the, the points that are raised in there do make a lot of, um, anecdotal sense. I, I think Pullman is a place. And, and again, this is speaking, you know, from personal experience and, and the experience of, you know, listening to other players talk, you know, when they decided to, to come to Pullman, you know, not very many people decide to come to Pullman sight unseen. Um, most people have preconceived notions about Pullman, particularly if they're, uh, Washington, uh, residents, you know, they, they have almost certainly never set foot in Pullman. Uh, you know, all they know is it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and so they just kind of think, ah, you know, whatever, you know, or if, country. I, I, as I said on, uh, Preston's podcast on the Cook Center hour, um, you know, when I grew up, I didn't even know where WSU was. I thought it was in Spokane. So right. like, you just don't know where it is. It's, it's, yeah. you know, it's on the East side of the state. You don't know where. Well, and there was there was always the joke that, you know, I grew up, as we've discussed before, you know, I grew up a Husky fan and it's like, uh, you know, the joke was always go east till you smell it and go south till you step in it. Uh, 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 and it's like, you know, I mean, really, but that that is a, a really accurate description of how people think of it in terms of where it is like, I don't know, it's out there somewhere. In, in the eastern half of the state, somewhere kind of in the southern part. Like it's, um, and so, and, and it's not a place that you travel through on your way to anywhere. Nobody's going to Moscow, right? Like, yeah, like say, you're not. Well, if you're going to Moscow or Troy, Idaho, you yeah, know, if you're headed to Troy, right? You know, you could really, you know, you know, I'm pretty sure I covered some high school football for the Lewiston Tribune in Troy when I was in college. But it's it's like, you know, you don't just make your way through Pullman on accident. And so, I mean, even Spokane, you might drive through if you are, you know, driving to Coeur d'Alene or driving to Montana or, you know, I mean, there are lots of reasons why you might drive through Spokane. There are literally zero reasons why you'd end up in Pullman other than going to Pullman. And so until you can get people there 
they can't really know what it's about. I mean, I, I imagine I'm not alone as a person who uh, visited the campus and went, oh, my God, this is like really cool. Like I had no idea because nobody has any idea until they get there. And so, yeah, it's uh, it definitely is not helping us to not be able to have recruits on campus. Like, I think that's probably more if if you were to make a list of power five programs that this sort of uh situation hurts the most we're probably at the top of the list in terms of recruiting anyway yeah yeah are are you there sorry yeah like i was i catch you mid drink no i just yeah i was uh yeah i was looking at something but i was definitely listening to you oh are Um, you sure what i say yeah yeah you said uh we're definitely one of the the programs that would be affected by the most, or at least okay. we're right there. So, all right. Um, I'm making uh, sure though, but yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's I, really the, 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 uh, it, it sucks, but I mean, at most we're five, like five, five or seven recruits behind. So it's not like, it's not like everyone has 25 recruits already wow. committed and like the the classes are already sewn up and we're just like picking what's left over and it's it's we're screwed entirely um yeah it's like i think i i think it was obvious with the yeah with the with the the new staff it was going to be a there's always going to be kind of some sort of slow start um uh, but we know there's some uh, just kind of uh skimming through the article that uh brand huffman says some nice things about kind of the way Rolovich does things and, and uh, um, the way that kids view them and stuff. So I, I, I think, uh, um, I, I, I think we have a, we have a head coach that's going to be more active than he was in the past. And so, um, and then as Huffman and, and Theo uh, talk about in this article, so yeah. that, that, that'll kind of make up for, you know, some things maybe that, it, but obviously that's going to help when he can actually go see kids and bring kids to Pullman and stuff. We need that. Um, so yeah. And truthfully, the kids wouldn't be coming to Pullman that much right now. So, uh, they, they typically do use this time to come up like junior days during spring practice, uh, unofficial visits, things like that. So especially the Washington kids, um, that's when you get them to come over and visit. Well, yeah, junior so, day, so of course, yeah. definitely missing out on that. But but look, I, I'm looking at the list of of uh, commits in the Pac-12. Okay, so here's a list of you want to know how many teams have more than two commits right now in the Pac-12. Take a I guess. Do, how many have I, more than two? Uh, four. That's it. Four. <laughs> okay. It's Washington, Oregon, Cal, and USC, and and that's it. So those are the only teams with four. UCLA has two. Stanford has two. Arizona State has two. Utah with one. Colorado with one. Oregon State with two. And Arizona with zero. How so, will we catch up? So, I mean, it's it's like, what if we got two commits tomorrow? Oh, yeah. my God. Everything's different. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. so, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, it's not causing me to lose any sleep. But I also think, yeah, I mean, it, this probably not good for us and probably does harm recruiting because I think if you can get them on campus and then especially with, you know, Rolovich and, and his ability to, to you know, sell things, I, I think, um, you know, that, that should be a winning combination. You really should get that first class boost. I know that, um, 
you know, it's that, that first class after the, the one that's, you know, yeah. year zero, the year zero class, right. You know, that, that next class is the one where you can really sell them on, on the hope and the vision. And, you know, unfortunately Rolovich isn't really getting that opportunity. Yeah. Um, that's, that, that, that's what, that's what, you know, goddamn COVID I I've, I, I've taught B to say stupid COVID um, because she'll be like, she'll, she'll be like, I'll wear like a Sounders shirt. Be like, Oh, we go to Sounders. We go to the <sighs> Sounders or whatever. And like, and so, uh, or we see Jeff, we see Jeff. I know. Um, but, uh, and, but yeah, so I, I've taught her to say stupid COVID. Um, but yeah, stupid COVID. Although, um, we were, uh, we did have Kim Palm last week cause of COVID. So yeah. Uh, yeah you know, <laughs> trade-offs. We, you know, and we're and we're suddenly Borussia Dortmund fans because of COVID. So oh yeah, Dude, we'll have to talk my, about that on the podcast. It's I got my That'll jacket. Be, I got my. That'll be a funny story. My kit as like I know. I got, uh, my, I got my. I got my scarf. Jersey. I'm ready to go. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. People, side note, before... people right now are like, "What are they talking about?" We'll talk about that later. Maybe when the Bundesliga starts playing again. Yeah. But on the bright side, okay. I, I, have I did. One... I did. Uh, by the way, I did get to see B today. We should let the we should let the listeners know this. Oh, I, I dropped yes. off a beer at your house, and uh, handed it to Amanda from a safe distance. And B, hi Jeff, hi Jeff, and I'm like, <laughs> she melts my heart, dude. Yeah, dude, she loves you. Oh, uh, you I definitely have made a good impression on her every time she'll just like right so if, if she sees me wearing a sounders shirt she'll be like oh sounders oh jeff uncle jeff <laughs> i see jeff I love i'm it. like yeah but yeah we that was the plan we had the eventually tickets that was Someday. gonna be that was gonna be all what we did all spring and summer and fall was go to sounders to be day uh whatever yeah um uh, side note before we move on we got to talk about this um yeah. uh this new uh ncaa proposed uh rules but uh i'm gonna say so this bottle i'm looking at i i was just looking at it this 2015 parabola yeah so if you if you spin it to the side above like where the barcode is and where it says like firestone walker brewing company paso robles california it says 2014 vintage parabola stout Asian bourbon barrel. So it says 2015 on the bottle, but it says 24. So they obviously forgot to change that part of the label. That's pretty funny. That's funny. I wonder if that's common. I don't know. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that's funny. All right. Anyways, so uh, yeah. So a um, couple things. Uh, one, um, the NCAA, I mean – um, has uh, proposed uh, some rules uh, they may be moving to to allow students to receive compensation for um, uh, promoting things. Um, and then uh, there's obviously some caveats with it. Uh, but this is um, an interesting step that may is probably going to be happening um with some it's uh, gonna happen yeah it has to happen well yeah the california kind of forced there yes they did (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's uh you know obviously this ignites a, a pretty fierce debate within fans um you know, in particular, I think WSU fans are really sensitive to this one because they think yeah. that um, this will give uh, other programs an advantage, right? Like, oh no, this is this will just you Hold know on, make Jeff. the make the Jeff. rich richer. Jeff, newsflash. Yeah, newsflash. 
The rich are already rich. Yeah. And they already get all the good recruits. I know. Um, we're not... We're, I'm surprised we're not that more people any of, don't recognize that. We're not getting any of those five-star recruits now. Right. Like, what, what would change? Okay, so Alabama can... Uh, is can suddenly get more can get what the same guys like yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't... I don't think people realize how um how significantly the talent has consolidated at a handful of programs more even more so than five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago um it's it's really bonkers how much talent is has been consolidated well, basically at... i like dabo kind of messed yeah, things it's... up like he has got like now Clemson wasn't a player, but now they're a player. Now they're landing, but it's, yeah. it's Alabama, Ohio state and Clemson. Um, and That's Clemson. basically it. Like yeah. they, like, like the best players in the country are going to those three programs. And all you have to do is look at the NFL draft and it's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like, like half of the first round was from Alabama, Clemson or Ohio state. Like, like it's absolutely insane. Um, and I think that, you know, the thing that fans worry about, and, and, and I understand this, um, you know, I understand the line of thinking. I just don't think it's rational from a just from a math perspective. So so kind of follow me on this one. So I think the worry is that even more of those kids will go to USC, UCLA, Oregon, right, yeah. whatever. And to which I always say, OK, so if we're talking endorsements, our endorsements are based off of you know what name recognition celebrity etc right oh well of course you know los angeles or or whatever is you know seattle is going to be more of a hotbed for that there's more you know resources for this okay true won't argue with that that's absolutely true um but i'll also say this like your celebrity is limited to some degree by uh by by your playing time right like there's still you know if we're just talking football and obviously this uh, name, image, and likeness, NIL stuff can, is going to extend to other sports as well. It's not just football, but uh, most people care you know, mostly about football. Uh, there are still only 11 guys on the field at any given time. There is still only one football. And right. so if, okay, so if a kid says, I'm going to pick USC because, you know, it's five-star kids going to pick you. All the five-star kids are going to pick USC because Los Angeles is a huge media market. Only, you know, okay, well, if they're, what if they're all quarterbacks? I mean, only one quarterback can play at a time. What if they're running backs? Only one or two running backs are going to see significant time. What if they're wide receivers? Again, only two to three wide receivers are going to catch enough balls. I mean, there's still only one football. There's still only 11 players. So there's only so much opportunity to stand out, um, even if, you know, the, the opportunity is there, you know, in theory, right? Um you know, and then the other thing is, I, I think that obviously the the big worry is, oh, you know, some deep pocketed booster is going to just hand out, you know, $100,000 checks to these guys for quote unquote endorsements. Right. Um, you know, to which I say, I mean, I don't know, like these guys don't have limitless money. You know, they're not going to be I mean, imagine if they handed out a $100,000 check to everybody on the team. That's yeah, a lot right. of money. Yeah. And, and <laughs> right. And at the same time. There's already that shit going on, so totally they don't they don't need the endorsement guys. For totally, it. like it doesn't. So you know, I just I you know I I just think there are a lot of rational economic reasons to think that this isn't going to make anything any worse than it already is, and 
I tend to think that, you know, maybe the opposite will be true. I mean, maybe it won't be, but you know, okay. So I think of, you know, if I'm a kid and I've got a chance to go to Pullman, right? Okay. So if I'm choosing between say Pullman and I don't know, Utah, right? Let me think Pullman and Utah or, or maybe Pullman and Cal, right? I mean, these teams that are, are tip, the, 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 the teams we typically battle for recruits, right? Okay. So, you know, am I, am I going to maximize my value more in Pullman or in Salt Lake city? Well, you know, I mean, Salt Lake city, yes, obviously bigger city, but also BYU is kind of the main show there in well, a lot of ways. Right. And, and so also, yeah. Yeah. And, you of, know, Berkeley is of, not. Yeah, so sorry. anyway, what were you going to say? No, I, well, I, I, yeah, well, I was going to say, and also we know where most of WSU's alums live. Like it's mm-hmm. not, it's not in Pullman. Exactly. So I, you know, I just think that, you know, maybe there's an opportunity there that we don't realize is an opportunity. Right. And I tend to think that the administrators who say things, I understand why fans think, Oh man, the rich will just get richer. Okay. I, I get it. Fans are paranoid and they, you know, especially our fans always think, you know, we are, you know, all, you know, everybody's out to screw us and okay, fine. But when I hear college administrators say it, I think, okay, you should know better than that, right? Like, like if you're worried about, oh, the rich getting richer, it's like that is such a disingenuous argument on its face for them. They should know better than that. And so when I hear those kind of arguments, what that tells me is that what they actually are concerned about is that enterprising teams that are, you know, part of the quote unquote have nots at the moment um, may have an opportunity to uh, increase their stature, you know, in a way that, you know, I mean, look, people in power, I always tell my students this, people in power will do just about anything to keep their power. <laughs> I mean, that's true in, in virtually any context. Um, and so the idea that a school, and, and maybe it's not WSU, maybe it's Utah, maybe it's whatever, but, um, you know, the idea that a school that's, you know, typically, you know, firmly outside that top tier you know, might be able to use this to climb into that top tier, probably ought to terrify. I mean, look, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, they like everything the way it is. Thank you very much. USC. Yeah, there's a everything. reason that they have not been right pushing for this. Right. USC will, you know, UCLA, um, Washington, schools that maybe aren't in that tier, but are in just a notch below it and fancy themselves as part of that tier you know, might also say to themselves, oh, you know, this, we just, we don't want this. Well, yeah, because they think they can reach that without this. They don't need this. Schools like Utah, you know, or Colorado or, you know, I mean, Wazoo ought to honestly ought to be licking their chops and ought to be like, hey, there's an opportunity here to, to work this in a way to benefit the program. Um, You know, I, so I, I think that, I think that honestly, most of the concerns are overblown um, I think, and if it's not clear, I'm totally in favor of this. I think athletes absolutely should be able to uh, to earn from their likeness. I think it's absolutely insane that they can't. And yeah. uh, and I also want NCAA football back. So, yes. Um, well, <laughs> to, just before we get to that, um, I, I I I agree, and, and I think it's kind of the uh, I, it's to me the the people that are staunchly against like athletes being paid by the universities to play, like at least give them this route. Like, why can't you, why, why can't they, like if someone wants to pay them 
to promote their bar or their car dealership or whatever like let them do it like it's it like if you think about all the money that Gardner Minshew could have made in his senior like we made a shirt we made his, money off Gardner Minshew we made money off Gardner I still Minshew. feel guilty about that I definitely do and, and and definitely other businesses in Pullman made money off of a mustached uh what like general thing and and Gardner saw none of that and um and which, uh, uh, you know, yeah, I still feel guilty about, but whatever. Um, we didn't make, we, we, we pulled it down pretty quick, but, um, but anyway, so it, yes, but anyways, NCAA football, uh, the football game, the video game, the greatest video game series of all time ever, uh, which was, uh, taken from us, uh, unceremoniously what, seven years ago at this point. God. Has it been that long? I, I think I think I ha I still on my PS3. I, I think the most recent one I have is NCAA 14, which would be uh, I mean it came out in 2013. 13, yeah, yeah. Um, uh. So it's got our you know our our, our 2013 Cougs. Yeah, you can still um, because this game is so beloved. People make ro- people go through and make entire NCAA rosters with all the players' names on them that you can get like pretty easily and and use and still play NCAA 14 with the updated yep. rosters. That's how much people love that game. Um, I even saw someone say that, like, just bring it back. You could have the same graphics and the same engine as, <laughs> as the 2014 just game. Just make we don't us care. a new one. Just give me a new one. I don't care. Don't but, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, That's hilarious. Seriously, I want to play with the Cougs on my PS4 and, yeah. or my PS5 next year. And, like, that seems amazing. That's like That's literally it. I know. Oh, my God. They, they were, like, it was just, like, it was, it, it's such a different experience in, like, Madden – like because there's the whole like program building aspect of it, the recruiting, everything. Like it was yep. the dynasty mode was so yep. fun. Like dynasty so mode was amazing. Like you didn't even play the game most of the time. You just sim through dynasty mode, recruit your guys. You know, it, like and 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 I look like it's funny. I also and honestly, like um, the basketball game, two K. Uh, I think the last one was two K eight. Like they obviously stopped that a long time ago, but if it could be cheaper for them to bring it back, like 2k eight was such a great game. Um, and, and it was fun, the recruiting part of it and everything. Like it's such a, such a different experience than like the Madden and NBA 2k games. And like, uh, dude, I, I just, I want to play with them Cougs on, on my, on my updated systems. And, um, I, I miss it. Like I, I, I can't, I played so much NCAA, Oh six, in college, like uh, that. I, I still think that was the best version of it. Was NCAA oh six, and and we we would play into the middle of the night, playing NCAA football on our old you know PS one, back in the day when I was in college. Uh, we would just play it over and over, and and we played we so we played NCAA ninety seven <laughs> or ninety eight back in the day. Um, but it's just, I don't know, man. There's just, uh, you know, there's something cool about, you know, playing as your school. And, uh, you know, I mean, we would, we'd have, you well, know, there was giant... something cool about like NCAA six had, uh, all the FCS programs. Yeah. Something pretty cool about taking Grambling state to a, to a national championship. Like... Yeah. 
Well, and it's got also, I mean, you, you get all of the other quirks too. I mean, you get all the, the different offenses, right? I mean, you could run mm-hmm. the air raid, you could run the triple option. You can, you know, there are a lot, a lot of things you could do in there uh, to, you know, to, to make it interesting. And, and so, yeah, it's, uh, I miss it. And it's, it's really the only game. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much a religious, you know, FIFA soccer player at this point on my Xbox, um, which, you know, suddenly I have time to do again because I'm at home all day, every day. But, uh, you know, this is pretty much the only game that I think could really make a run at, at my, my time from a, from a sports perspective. You know, I, I made a comment to my students yesterday on a, on a Zoom classroom meeting that FIFA is the perfect sports game. But, you know, I, I, I think I was speaking mostly about the current ones because NCAA football is definitely, you know, a notch, notch above that. Um, it's, it's definitely got a special place in my heart. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, I, I would, that's the only game, the sports game that I would buy every single year. Just like I'm buying, I don't care. Like I'm, I, I'm getting the yeah. new version. I don't care. Um, it, and even if like, you know, not that much was updated, whatever, like that, if, if this, uh, it's kind of funny. Everyone be freaking out because like, Oh, players can do their likenesses like well i'm not sure if ea or whoever is going to go out and try to secure um if there was some sort of players union like like the nfl play so if you play madden they have they have to get rights from the nfl for all the franchises yeah and then they have to get rights from the nfl players union for the players names uh there is no players union in ncaa uh, so it, it would be very difficult for them to like get that, those rights, like just to, because they still would be making like the weird, like player that is exactly like the player, you know, number five, USC number five, right. Who's a running back. Who's the best player in the world. Like is maybe, no, that's not Reggie Bush. That's USC number five. <laughs> USC um, number five yeah like but 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 yeah like you still like they're still gonna run into that um i so that that seems weird to me like i i always so i don't know if it changes anything like it's so hard to get those rights to the players like without some sort of like group like a like a union or, or some sort of player group where you could just say okay we have rights to all the players in the ncaa we're allowed to make, you know, even if it's just running back number five, we can still do that. And even if it kind of looks like you and has all the, the same exact height and, and school year, like high school you went to and like all that stuff, like it, it's allowed. But uh, yeah, I, I just don't see how it changes it. Um, I, I, I think what they could have done in the like in these last seven years is try to secure rights just from the schools and then and just make it so it's not the real players because the funny thing about like NCAA is yeah it was interesting when you could have Reggie Bush or whatever um in the game but you play dynasty mode so honestly you'd sim through four seasons and like all those players that were real are gone in like five seconds and you wouldn't care like and so uh, it was always like I don't care if the players are real like just give me the school but I, I think the Brit. So that, that's that's what's been the the difficulty for building a game is getting the rights from all the schools. Because even 
like it's it's another individual thing like even you you can't go to the pac-12 and be like can i have the rights to all your schools no each school has their own rights like to negotiate like and so so uh, 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 it it basically to create a realistic game a like uh the video game maker would have to go and get rights from all whatever 130 fbs programs at least um to do that which they've done before so they could do it again but it was probably more valuable when they they thought when they had the uh players that's another thing uh maybe video maybe like big video games aren't as valuable anymore and so they're not going to do it but um we can have hope in Sibley 21 yeah. i don't know I yeah so. I, one of the maybe i just of... ruined all your maybe it's poured way too much uh rain on your parades but it's okay it's the parabola talking it's all right um i you know one of the provisions of the recommendations from the ncaa is that uh at the uh, players would be able to hire an agent for the purpose of negotiating endorsements um so i would not be surprised if there was a you know an organization that popped up for organizing uh benefits on behalf of large groups of players so in other words a an organization that would pop up and say you know hey we'll negotiate you know video game rights for you we'll negotiate i mean i don't know i'm trying to think of uh you know i'm trying to think of something else where it would be where group rights would come into play i'm sure that so, i'm sure that some agent would come up with that yeah too right and now. so you know they just you know talk to the players get them to sign up for that and sign over their you know that their negotiating rights and hey if we can negotiate a deal you'll get you know x percentage of whatever and so what, if, you, um, if you're this so, agent you have to hire 130 interns to go to Every single right. campus, every single to campus like, to get everybody like, signed and, up. And, like right. go to practice and be like, I need hey. everyone to sign. Yeah, like, I, even I, the walk-ons. Come on, but I do think I'm sure there, there are ways that they could, you know, that their group licensing rights could be collectivized in a way that could they could make money that I'm not thinking of. So. Um, but I would imagine it'd be, you know, it'd be something like that, something like a players association that um, negotiates those things on their behalf. They get a royalty check and everybody wins. And, you know, I think I think that probably is I think that probably is the most likely outcome whenever this gets adopted. But it's, you know, look, we Jay Billis, who's a great follow on Twitter. You but know, you so have to say, like, but that at the same time, would the uh, star of the team want to sign on to the group agreement that everyone gets oh, X goodness. money for. Well, being now we're game. getting back to like Ken Griffey junior baseball stuff, right? Where it's well, like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> going to happen, right? Or Barry, you know, we, there was always the video games. And they never had Barry bonds in them. Or the video he, games. He wasn't never part had, of the NFL. He wasn't part of the NLBPA. Yeah. He never had uh Charles Barkley. Right. Uh, was not in a bunch of games. Michael Jordan wasn't in a bunch of games. Correct. Uh, they took themselves out. So, uh, you know, maybe yeah. we wouldn't see the Trevor Lawrence wouldn't be an NCAA 21. He'd have yeah. his own. <laughs> I don't think, would... I, you know, I don't know. I don't think that'll be a huge issue, to be honest. But, yeah, you know, we can hope. This is still probably a couple years away. Uh, the NCAA established a committee, which then now has made some recommendations and they won't be voted on for months and months and months. And, you know, so it's, it's probably right. still, you're, you're probably looking at 
at at the soonest like an NCAA twenty three situation, but I'll be like you know I'll be fifty by the time that happens. But yeah, well, play. your kids will be old enough that you'll have more time to play video games. So. God, my kids suck at sports games, man. It's so annoying. Well, they don't have they have hardly any to play anymore. I'm like, I'm like, play. They they want to play FIFA with me. I'm like, no, you don't. And they're like, yeah, we want to play. I'm like, dude, I will annihilate you. And yeah, they're like, but that's I, okay. So when, and then I go beat them like six nothing. And they're like, <laughs> Dad, you beat me too bad. And I'm like, then play the game and get better at it. Come on. Um, I don't have are a you giving? Are you giving them the time to play that game? Or oh, are you? They have are the time to there? play. They have the time to play games, but they choose to play stupid things like Fortnite. And Minecraft, which I don't understand one bit. So, those aren't sports games, you idiots. I know, right? <laughs> Whatever. Well, I'm playing Spider Man right now, which is a great yes. game, the PS4 game. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, I don't mostly play because sport- your child is uh, like tr- Spider Man. Well, no, no. Truthfully, <laughs> I don't play sports games like I did when I was younger. Um, I like if you had me play Madden now, I would be terrible at it. I'm really bad at FIFA. I have it, but I just don't. I don't have the interest in sports games like I used to. Um, uh, I mostly play like campaign games and and like open world games and stuff like that. Like it's just see, uh, I have a hard time with those games because they take like real time commitment. Sports games, I can just play like a game or two. How much do you play FIFA? Like, how much have you played FIFA? No, but this see, week? here's the thing. It, you're you're right. You're right that I've played it a lot. So you're you're correct about that. But if I wanted to, I could play just like a game in a day, and then it's like that's it. Yeah, I could play. How it much does the game? 20, how long does the game take? Twenty minutes. Yeah, fifteen like, minutes. Now with like PS4, I I can do like one mission on Spider Man. And they have, like, you put your PS4 into rest mode. Okay. And then when you go back to it, you go, you don't, it doesn't have to load. Like, it doesn't have That's to, like, true. load I mean, up. You don't my have to Xbox does the like, same thing. Yeah, I'm so, sure the Xbox has the same thing. It does. And, like, so, like, it's way easier to just to do bits and pieces. Like, but yeah, whenever you, I pick up wanna... a new campaign, I'm like, ah, what was I doing? Where was I going? Like, I played, a couple summers ago, I played Tomb Raider. And it was fun. But it was also like I'd really like I'd play I couldn't ever just play it for twenty minutes and then put it down like I could not do it. Well, that's true. You can't do that. Well, some of the like so like the Spider Man one has a lot of like little missions you can do. So I'm like, oh, like Amanda's taking the kid up to put her to bed. I know it's going to take twenty minutes, so I'm just going to play a little, little bit and then I'll and then I'll stop. But yeah, there are and then I you know when everyone goes to bed, I. I think I'm going to play for an hour and then I play for three hours and then I'm tired in the morning and whatever. Um, so I understand what you mean. Um, but yeah, I just think, I don't know, like the sports games have gotten so have veered so hard towards simulation that I think their learning curve is so steep. Like I play FIFA, but I just play on like fucking rookie or whatever. Like it's like, I, I, I don't want to learn how to play a new ba- Like, at this point in my life, I don't want to try to become good at a new sports game. And, like, the baseball games are so hard now. Like, the, yeah, the, I don't the hitting, those. those, they're so hard. Like, give me Ken Griffey baseball. Give me RBA baseball. Like, like, just give me simple shit. Like, give me NBA Live 95, NBA Jam. Like, give me that shit. Everything is so hard. Like, I play um nba 2k like it's fun 
but yeah, like there, it's so complicated. Yeah. Um, that the football ones are still because it's just like it's football. Like they they haven't changed them that much. Like, like they're really the same as they always yeah, were. Yeah, I mean, push a button to snap it. Yeah. Push a button which receiver you want to throw to. It's not terribly yeah. complicated. Yeah, but like yeah, baseball games have totally locked me out. I can't play any new ones anymore. They're ridiculous. Like they're so hard. Way too um, hard. Like FIFA is fun on the lower uh, levels, like because you're just like, oh, I'll take that ball from you, and I'm gonna run down the field, and I'm gonna score a goal. <laughs> uh, but if I get beyond that, I'm like, I just, I'm I haven't played like I can't like so like you said like you you don't you don't have the time to come into the campaign. I do not have the time to commit to the muscle memory of playing FIFA. It's funny because I was yeah. watching um, they're having MLS players play it against each other for yeah. FIFA. And, like, one of the commentators said, like, you can tell this guy has played a lot of FIFA because what he's doing right now, like, that's only because he has played hours of it. He's dominating right. the other guy. Right. And that's – and I remember that from when I was a kid. Like, if you played this game forever, you know every little thing to do, and you just destroy other people when they play you. Yeah. But, like, so I just don't – like, I, I just don't uh, – I, I can't stand being bad at something for that long anymore to be good at it. So I'm like, the learning curves are too high. Um, if I do play a sports game, it's on low levels. I don't get good at it. I would never play like online against anybody else because I would just get destroyed. I would, if you played me in FIFA, you would crush me like you crush your children. <laughs> like it, it's like, I'm not good at it. I'm not that actually sounds kind of fun. Like I, I take a little bit. I'd take a little bit of joy in that for sure. Whatever, man. <laughs> no, NCAA, I would. I would. NCAA I would do with 06. you. No, listen. I would do with you like I do with my children, where I would pick, you know, some terrible team, and I'd let you be, you know, something like, you know, Liverpool or something, and, you know, we'd try and even it up that way. Well, the thing is, I never played soccer games growing up too, so I don't have any yes. like. You have this yes. like progression of knowledge of playing certain yes. games for a long I, time. I've been playing FIFA for like three years now, so yeah, I've I've gotten to a point where you know the like you mentioned the muscle memory you know has has kicked in and um, you know I figured out some things with that. So, but it's I I do think it's a it's a really incredible game though because it's you know the, you get continuous action. It's not particularly complicated. Um, you know, most of the controls are fairly intuitive. Um, it's just not difficult. I, I did try to get into NBA 2K20, um, which was included. Because they our, offer that shit at like basement prices. Yeah, it was in our uh, Xbox Live Gold Game Pass whatever. Um, so I did get started on that. And, and the reason why I got into it, you know, for a minute was because uh, you can create an expansion team and you can also download graphics from user community, uh, user created graphics. And lo and behold, I could make the Sonics. Well, there and, you go. Uh, yeah. And so I ended up uh, signing Kawhi Leonard in free agency and drafting Zion Williamson. And so my team is actually pretty good, but I don't know. It's kind of sitting there right now waiting for me because I'm like, I've been playing FIFA a lot and I'm like, eh, I don't know. And, and, and I still, I still have not started a season with Borussia Dortmund, which I still need to do. Oh, yeah, so. I'm gonna do that now. I have, I have, I have FIFA 19 on my um, 
Switch. I don't have it on my. PS4. I, I will say this. Okay, so so I had FIFA 19 on my Switch. I had FIFA 18 and FIFA 17 on my Xbox, and I now have FIFA 20 on my Xbox. And I will tell you that the Xbox version is much better than the Switch version. So I like should, much, if much, I want to play better. it, I should get a, I get a PS4. I would, if I were you, I would look for a, a cheap sale on the PS4 version. All right. It's for All FIFA right. 20. It's, and, and by the way, FIFA 20 is really a really significant change from FIFA 19. Like 19, what, you know how, like, I mean, this happened in the NCAA games, right? You go through like two, three, maybe even four years of very similar kind of gameplay, and then they would change it pretty significantly. FIFA 20 is that it's it's like a pretty significant change from mm. the previous year's games in terms of the engine and the gameplay. So yeah, I'd recommend if you decide to get into it, um, I'd recommend getting FIFA 20 for your PS4. Well, now that I am a huge Borussia Dortmund fan. Though. Hell yeah, you are. BVB baby. BVB um, 09. Do, do they say 09? We need to find these things out. Is it 09? Of, is it 09? We have a lot of things to find out. We got a lot of stuff to figure out on this. Yeah. Uh, we we have we have PJ. Maybe we can have him do some recon for us. Yeah, we're gonna have to have PJ drive over there and be a part of the yellow wall. Yeah, exactly. I need pictures of he PJ is also, in the yellow wall. He is also a Borussia Dortmund fan now. It's not. <laughs> yes, he has he no is. choice. Whether he likes it or not. You listening to the podcast are now a Borussia Dortmund fan. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna turn all Coog fans into Borussia Dortmund fans. And then we're That's gonna have gonna the Crimson go. Wall. Hell yeah. That's what we're gonna do. All right. Well man. Oh, I think we've gone long enough. Oh my I can't god. Believe, I can't believe we stretched out the ninety minutes, but I can. Time. We can talk <laughs> we can talk about anything forever, dude. Yeah. Um, That's what happens when you're friends. And your friends yeah. don't get to hang out and drink beer together. This no. is all we get. Well, thank you for dropping that uh, that beer off. You're welcome. Hey, maybe next week we belly. should drink. Uh, we each have one. Maybe next week we should drink those. That is a hell of an idea. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right. All right. Then we can talk about it. Yeah. Um, should people subscribe? A, uh, they should. Should they email us? Podcast versus everyone at gmail.com. Should they follow us on Twitter? Uh, at pod versus everyone and at the Craig Powers. Yeah. What else should they do? They should say go Cougs. Go Cougs. <laughs>